It's a bitch hunt. 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 Okay. Okay. Okay there. Okay there. Hey there. Hi there. Hold there. Coming to you live from across the United States. From basements across our beautiful nation. Coming to you from beautiful downtown Lonsdale. (laughs) (laughs) Just on the outskirts of Randolph. Right (laughs) off of the I-35 there. Just off the interstate. (laughs) Right off of the big steer out there, you know. (laughs) Just between Northfield and Lonsdale. God's country. Coming to you. You you know how it is. Coming to you from the big steer truck stop out there, you know. (laughs) You, You know what they used to call a big steer? When, when my sister, <laughs> my sister's a good Minnesota girl, and uh, when she was little, she used to call that cow jumpy moon. Now, isn't that just the funniest thing you ever heard? <laughs> oh, that's isn't that just oh, for cute. That's the cutest in, thing in, I've ever done. In that just darling, in that oh. darling thing. All right. Hey, uh, Maddie. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Recording it every second. We couldn't have just one episode. <laughs> so nice. We had to do it twice in a row. Um, I apologize in advance if my audio is really echoey. I'm in a small room in my basement because there's a tornado happening outside, maybe. Um, so just bear with me, please. Just know that any echoiness is in the interest of staying safe. You sound good to yeah. me. Okay, and good. any tornado sounds are something to worry about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you hear any tornado sounds, let me know. I have earphones in, so I can only hear you guys. <laughs> it could be, yeah, it might, it might just be Foley work. There'll be a lot of tra- <laughs> like locomotive trains in our pitches. Maybe, maybe not. You never know. Uh... Maddie, why did we ask you back onto the podcast today? I don't think you did. I think I said I wanted to do witches. Yeah. So I kind of. I was prepared to never let you back on the pod after you ripped apart my last pitch. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I was very offended after after the events of last episode, which speak for themselves. I'll be honest. I was happy to have you back every single episode. <laughs> I thought. Thank you, Will. Judgment was Thank terrific. you. Um, as the designated uh, opposite of Ted, um, uh-huh. I am happy to. I am happy to ship Will's pitches. Yeah. And um, oh. that's what's been happening. No offense to Ted, but they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I I just realized just now. This is going to be episode 49, which means that our very next episode is going to be the fifth Ted on the Tens, and also the half-century mark for Pitch Hunt. We've been doing this for 50 years. 
been doing it for 50 weeks. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy to think. <laughs> 50 weeks ago, this podcast started. Has it, only, has it not even been a year yet? That's amazing. <laughs> it's been the, it's felt like the longest year of our life, but it's, I mean, the, the stats speak yeah. for themselves. A new episode drops every Wednesday, and uh, this is our 49th, so you do the math. You don't have to carry any zeros to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what are we doing, Maddie? All right, so I'm um, I'm gonna keep it easy uh, because I think I think as long as your pitch involves a witch or wizard, uh, that is the category. Uh, so um, some, low bar. I was like looking at old, yeah, yeah low. <laughs> Well, well, we'll see. Uh, and I was looking up old uh, witch movies, and there was a big bang, I think, in the 90s, especially of, like, kids' movies. Throw some titles at me, if you would. You know, the funny thing is, all the titles are just witch, the witches, witches, something, something. Like, it's all just witches. Um, I guess Practical Magic is another yeah. one. You got Hocus Hocus Pocus in Hocus there. Hocus Pocus. Practical Magic's yep. pretty yeah, adult. All the but very good. Yeah. Um, a lot of the movies, like, they'll say they're for kids, but they are kind of a little mm, subversive, I guess. Like, a little scary. Um, like, the I don't know. What are some of the ones that you guys have seen? You know what? I've seen... This just Go popped ahead, into my head as you were saying that there are a lot of them aimed at kids in the 90s, Maddie. But one of my favorite childhood movies was Matilda. And mm. she's a bit of a witch. They don't come is out she, and say yeah, it. Yeah, she but is. Mm-hmm. Matilda. Yeah. There's something extra, extra spooky going on there. Extracurricular. There's a lot of that, and I've, I've been reading a lot of Roald Dahl books to my students and there is a kind of an element of magic in a lot of his books yeah I mean, there's obviously the, the witches yeah did you see is, that movie with angelica houston it's, i i think that i i think i did when i was quite young and it scared the pants off of me it's terrifying partially because um one of the things i remember about that i don't read that book to kids because it's too scary to, for kids in my opinion, like there's some fucked up stuff that happens in that book. Um, but one of the things is that they always wear gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm, and yeah. I had a good friend whose grandma always wore gloves. And she mm. convinced me that her grandma was a witch. And I absolutely believed it for years. Um, and was terrified. That movie is... is the, the story is terrifying. The movie is a pretty faithful adaptation, as I remember. It's been over 20 years I've since I've seen, seen it, it. But I remember it being... I Really, actually, the only thing that I remember from it is being petrified for most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the I remember, book being very scary. Yeah. Super scary. Hiding Super. behind a blanket. Yeah. That was my main memory. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, there was a whole. Uh, I mean, this is tangential, but I f- like Roald Dahl. I think he died like in 1990 or something, and then they made like a ton of Roald Dahl movies. 
Maybe because oh, okay. maybe because he had just died, and maybe legally because he had just died. Oh. I don't know. Probably <laughs> probably a little bit of both, but um, but yeah, that was the '90s, baby. They just they were cranking out those quirky either Roald Dahl witch movies or witch movies that were, could have been possibly inspired by Roald Dahl. <coughs> That's my two cents. That's a very interesting. That's a very interesting connection that you made just there, Will. And I think that you're right because, like, James and the Giant Peach came out around that time. Matilda, The Witches, Practical Magic, um, The Craft. Do you ever see that no. one? I've not seen I've The Craft. I've heard that that's very good, though. Of it. It's kind of like a cult. Oh, and then the Blair Witch Project as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that shit. Oh yeah. Will and I. Mm, mm. Well, and I've had, I think, a couple different really excellent Blair Witch Project yeah. experiences. We we rewatched that sometime in the last couple of years, yeah. did we not? Over over Zoom. It's so good. There's this one scene where that is just a hundred percent sold. Like I don't know, I'm not the resident acting um, expert in the room here, but <laughs> um, the the main the main the last lady, you know, is kind of like. The final final girl, I should say, yes, um, is yeah. like that's the same log, and then to like her to like her friend Kurt or whatever, she's just like that's the same log, Kurt, that's the same log, and she just like screams that like six times in a row, and just like chills go down my spine every time time that happens about how chills upset go down she my is. spine just listening to you reenact that. <laughs> It's really that, that movie I really I really love that movie. Um yeah, I I've heard a criticism that nothing happens in that movie and therefore it can't be a like a classic horror movie, but that's what horror is all about is the anticipation yeah. and that movie is just like all 100% anticipation building basically from the beginning to the end. It is crazy how tense it is and it's crazy how how hard for for me at least it pays off um, at the end because the the final scene is one of the scariest and most effective horror scenes I've ever seen in my life. I just and that's that movie. that's even knowing it's like just <clears throat> fake a piece of fiction. There's a big chunk yeah. of people who oh, when yeah. it came out, yeah, believed thought it. going in that it was like a found footage thing, a legit like found footage type of film. That's so wild. Yeah, and because it was this found footage no. wasn't a thing. It that is the movie that started the found footage craze. I remember hearing my grandpa and dad talk about that movie when it came out, and uh, I don't think that they bought that it was like an actual documentary. But I do remember them saying like this is supposed to be the scariest movie that has ever been filmed, the most terrifying movie ever. And man, it is it's still up there. It's it's pretty mm. spooky. It's pretty dang spooky and it's just a good time. If you're if you're into it, if you're into scary movies. If you're not, probably and don't witches. watch it. There's not a whole lot in it for you. Witches. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's where this started. Uh, yeah. All right. I've seen Witch. That's a good one. Oh, I love yeah. yeah. I this I, I was looking at different witch movies, and that's apparently considered the best one. Which it's it's fantastic. That's another yeah. like genre defining fantastic horror movie. I think what's great about witch movies is they're they all seem very unique. Mm. 
Um, like, and they're all like standouts. Like Kiki's Delivery Service is like a movie that people know about, and like Hocus Pocus is like a movie everyone knows about. Um, iconic. Yeah, they're all iconic in their own way, and they're all different. And Harry Potter, obviously, like they're all like very um, unique too. Like none of yeah. them are really the same. Um, so I am very excited to hear what you're going to pitch me. No pressure. Oh boy. Yeah, now that we've set the stakes. I was really gonna make high. a really generic, not at all unique type of pitch. <laughs> After last time I, I thought that's what was that. expected. Now oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm in a whole lot of trouble. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, so I guess I'll pick the order. Please. <sighs> um, I actually want Jacob to go first. Excellent. I'm ready, and I'm excited to share my vision with you. Um, all right. Opening scene. Picture this. There's a little baby on a doorstep. Oh, that's spooky. The door opens. Somebody picks up the baby and says, hello, hello, I know this baby. This is my brother's baby. <laughs> is that Jason Statham? Takes the baby in. It's not, um, possibly, possibly. I'm open to casting. Um, Who's that guy? Um, oh, he kind of looks like a reptile. He's got like a, the creepiest looking face ever. Um, <laughs> He, he was in an adaptation of Bleak House, which you've probably not seen, but he's also... Was it Masterpiece Bleak House? Um, maybe. Masterpiece? I think he might maybe. have been in Harry Potter, too. Um, if he's a British actor, he probably was he kinda in like, Harry Potter. I mean, he really is reptilian. He kind of, like, licks his lips a lot, I think. I'm just going to look <laughs> this, this guy up. You'll, is, you'll, that you'd like, is that who you'd like this actor to be? Yes. This character? Just from, just from the, the three seconds of dialogue I've heard. All right. Well, it wasn't... It was maybe a misleading bit of dialogue. Um, because what ensues is a, a vision of a, of a childhood in suburban Britannia. Um, Burn Gorman. Baby. Say that one more time. Burn Gorman. Burn Gorman. Pitch Hunt Nation, look up Burn Gorman and tweet at us. Um, tweet at Will to s- say if he's right. Burn Gorman. Okay. You know, I'm always impressed at oh, yeah. all the actors that you guys know of, like just knowing their names. This guy, this guy was was dynamite in Pacific Rim <laughs> and in that one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where. It, they trick Charlie into thinking that they've given him a drug that makes him a genius. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I can be burned. Burn Gorman can be the dead. The, right. But what we learn about this family that has taken in this little little baby girl um, is that these the parents. The, it's a it's a mother or father or I guess a, a couple and the baby. They've raised this girl. Um, these people are they're not cruel but rather just kind of dummies. Um, pretty oblivious. You know, the kind of person who, um, like, maybe thinks Guy Ritchie's best movie is Wrath of Man, <laughs> for example. So lovable people. That, that a, type a, of person. A loving family. 
the, an idiot that you just kind of shake your head at and you just say, oh, isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet <laughs> the way that they think? That's so quaint. Um, but we're seeing a lot of, in the beginning, the first part of the movie of this little girl just living, a, again, a, a suburban Brit- British life, um, going to school. Um, every once in a while, we'll get a little vignette where something a little bit odd happens, though. So she'll say she'll be riding her bike, and uh, uh-oh, uh, she gets a stick stuck in the spoke. And she's thrown over the handlebars, but, oh, she just happens to land in a bush. It's so... Uh, so fortuitous for her. Maybe later on, she's uh, much later on. She's a teenager now. She's driving in a car with her friends for the first time, and we cut away and we see it. There's a drunk driver that is driving oh, no. very fast down a down an alleyway, driving right towards her car. Um, but then at the last second, screech! The brakes are hit. And the collision is narrowly avoided. So what we're seeing is a, a, a relatively normal childhood, but just with some kind of strange things happening around this girl. Um, it's the day of her high school graduation now. It's she's a senior in high school. It's not it's not the day of her graduation yet. Okay. <clears throat> it's it's the it's she's a senior in high school. She's called into the office. I'm assuming they have guidance counselors in. Britain in the same way that they do in the United States. The guidance counselor asks her, uh, Henrietta, what are your plans for when you graduate from high school? Are you going to be going to university? And Henrietta says, why, I haven't given it much of a thought. I thought perhaps I would join the workforce. Perhaps I would go to university. I don't know. All of a sudden, into this meeting... A sacred meeting of the guidance counselor and the student bursts a stranger. And the stranger says, Miss Guidance Counselor, if you would give a moment of time to me and Henrietta. And the guidance counselor, strangely, is compelled, shall we say, to leave the room. And this man sits down. Is it Hagrid? He says to Henrietta, this is a this is a man of normal stature. He's not at all freakishly large and hairy. Okay. Just a perfectly perfectly normal man. He says, "Henrietta, have you noticed over the course of your childhood that sometimes strange things happened around you? Things that you might describe as miraculous or or unexpected or otherworldly." And Henrietta says, "Why, you know, I I, I don't." I don't know. I wouldn't class it that, but I, I would say that I'm a very lucky girl. And he says, yes, I would say that you are more than lucky. You, Henrietta, are a witch. And Henrietta says, no, no. Witches are only from fairy tales. They don't actually exist. And he says, not only do they exist, there is a university, an academy, if you will. <laughs> For people like you. <laughs> stick with me. Stick with me, Maddie. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> oh, sorry, Henrietta. Oh, sorry. It's not what's happening. Exactly. It's not, it's not Harry. This person's not named Harry. Uh, Jacob, before you jump back in, these voices you're yeah. doing? Mm. 
All yeah. of Excellent. Them. Every one Thank of them. Thank you. They yeah, this guy kind of sounds I, like Boris Johnson. I spent <laughs> I spent the last week between our episodes on a trip in Britain to research these uh, these it shows. accents that I it shows, man. for this episode. Thank you, thank you. Henrietta says a, a school an academy for witches. What a wonderfully wonderfully interesting idea. Uh, and she basically agrees. She agrees to go uh, at least check it out. And she's wary, but she's like, yeah, this is something that's worth checking out. It's going to get a school. Uh, and the other thing is that she's totally going to get a full-ride scholarship to this place. And oh, she's, wow. she's like, heck yeah. Her her adoptive parents um, chuffed beyond belief for her. They just, they just they can't believe their luck. They were worried that she was going to be sticking around home, just being a nuisance, eating all their snacks. Uh, but now she has a purpose. She has a place to go. And so off she goes to the Academy for Witches and Wizards. Is there a screen door somewhere? Yeah. Uh, That's... My, my wife, my, my dear wife is letting the dog out right now. Okay. Because he okay. has Your to Slytherin pee. wife? <laughs> <laughs> so Henrietta shows up. She rolls up to the academy on the first day of class, and she meets her new classmates. And there's a bunch of spunky young friends for her to make. Um, she makes fast friends with a couple of them. Uh, her or closest ginger? new friend. No, what do you know? We don't need to put labels on it. We don't need to put labels on what their hair color is, what who they may or may not be. Um, there's one girl in particular who is in the very first class that she is in, um, whose name is, um, uh, uh, what is the main character's name again? Henrietta? Harry. <laughs> no. Harriet. Not named Harry. <laughs> Harry. Henrietta. This is, uh, this is, uh, Susanna Hackysack is her, is her, <laughs> is her best new friend. Uh, they're roommates, and they're in their first class together. Um, and they go to their first class, and it is a, a class um, for spells that make bubbles out of their magic wands. Uh, and Henrietta struggles a little bit at first, but eventually is able to get some bubbles to pop out of that wand first. None of the other people in the class are able to make even a single bubble. So Henrietta is establishing herself early on as a skilled witch. Uh, it's making all the rest of her classmates look like absolute tools. But like in a nice way, because she's a nice person who was raised by simple but kind folk. Um... Second class of the day, similar story. Uh, they're making potions or something, and Henrietta struggles a little bit at first, but is, is able to eventually uh, do a decent job making a little potion that tastes like lemon and lemons and lavender and stuff. All their other classmates, yeah, their potions are shitty. They're like just garbage, garbage potions, and their teacher tells them that. Um, so there's a little, maybe a tiny bit of animosity that's building up. Um, after her second class, uh, she has a little bit of free time, so she decides that she's going to go to the library, check out what's going down in the big old library. It's, it's a building of its own. This whole campus is just gorgeous, you know. Think think old school British style castle, you know. Um, lush grounds, forests around, big old 
big old fat lake, maybe. Uh, with the Whomping Willow? Some hills. Trees of all kinds. Trees, uh, willows, elms, uh, the larch, one of the most famous trees in Britain, dotting the countryside around this. It's a bucolic landscape, and it's just lovely. Getting lots of sweeping views of this place. Uh, she goes to the library, and she uh, is met at the door by the librarian, who says, Why, hello, Henrietta. It is a pleasure to meet you. I've heard that you're a curious young girl who's very bright and already making an impression in your first few classes. Word travels quickly here at the Academy. Uh, now, you must know that there is a section of books that you are allowed to read. The books for first years, but the spells that contained in the books for second year and beyond in the other section of the library are strictly forbidden. You must not go in there. There is a powerful hex that will hex you if you try to read any of those books. Do you understand? And Henrietta is a little bit freaked out by this, but she's like, yeah, okay. Uh, I was just uh, going to see if I could uh, check out, you know, just a couple of books to, to look at in my spare time. And the librarian gives her like a half stink eye, but also half like kindly, kindly eye. And she's like, all right, but I'll keep my eye on you and make sure that you're not going into the, the section of books that you're not supposed to read. It's funny that she mentions that these section of books that she's not supposed to read, almost like she's daring her to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this lady knows. The thing about Henrietta, Hen- Henrietta is not a rebel. Oh. Again, she was raised by simple but kind folk. Okay, Hufflepuff. She's, she's, she's a rule follower. Uh, again, we don't really, we don't need to be putting labels on this. I don't know why that's where your mind is going immediately. Um, so, uh, days go by, weeks go by, Henrietta's getting closer to her classmates, um, and she is still kind of the only student in any of her classes who's really able to do much of any magic. Um, That's weird. The rest of her classmates are like kind of ding-dangs. But they're supportive and uh, she is really making a name for herself. Um, And uh, she catches the attention of the headmaster. And the headmaster invites her to his office. Um, one afternoon for tea and crumpets, and Henrietta is only too delighted to accept the invitation. Um, all right, what's what happens next is that Henrietta goes to the meeting with the headmaster, mm-hmm. right? Totally, and yep. the headmaster is all Henrietta. You are doing your family proud. You may not know this, but I knew your mother and father. Many years ago, they were kind, intelligent people. They would be ever so happy to know that you are succeeding at the academy. And Henrietta's like, you knew my mother and father? And the headmaster says, yes, your mother was the most talented witch I have ever known. And your father was okay too. (laughs) And Henrietta's like, oh, isn't it wonderful? I finally have a connection to my my parents. Um, 
And this this meeting uh, makes a big impression on Henrietta, uh, and she has a little bit more of a pep in her step uh, from this point on. She is still excelling brilliantly in the classroom to the point where there are professors that will come to watch the classes that she is in just to wow. see the way that she does things, take notes, that sort of thing. Um, but it starts to kind of feel strange to her that she is so naturally talented at this and all of her classmates seem to be really struggling. There seems like they're, they're doing the same things. They have the same instructions. They have wands. They have, you know, skills. But nobody else seems to be improving that much. Hmm. And she's thinking this to herself, and that's an idea that just kind of it, it grows in her mind. It grows and it grows and it grows to the point where it's keeping her up at night. And one night, she is having a good think, and she's having a talk with her friend, Susanna Hackysack. And she says, Susanna... Doesn't, does it not strike you as odd that everybody else at this school is so dog shit at magic and I'm so bother at it? And Susanna says, Well, you know, it's, uh, everybody has their own strengths. But, and then Henry is like, But this is specifically a school for magic. Wouldn't you think that at least one other student would show some magical aptitude by this point? Mm-hmm. And Susanna turns to Henrietta and Susanna says, Well, I think that maybe you should stop asking so many questions. <laughs> and Henrietta's like, Whoa, Whoa, is right. where did that come from? Where did that come from? Wow. And that's just like kind of the end of the conversation. And Henrietta's like, that was weird. Like, that's a weird thing for you to say. Like, it's a pretty normal question that I ask. Like, it really does seem like somebody else should be good at magic. So a couple more days pass, and it's just, this idea is just like, it's, it's, it's growing in her like a tumor, and she just can't, she can't quite, she can't quite get to the bottom of it, and that bothers her because she's clever and she likes to get to the bottom of things. So one night, she decides to sneak out of the dormitory, and do you know where she goes? The library? Oh, yeah. man. She she's going to get a hex She goes to that her. fucking oh, why library. Why would she do that, though? She is talking, she's whispering to herself the entire time, and she's like, I, something is strange here, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. The li librarian said that I shan't be looking at these books for older students. And she says that there'll be a hex put on me, but I reckon there will be no hex whatever. So she strides into the library, she doesn't stride into the library, she like cracks a window. She breaks into a window with her magic skills. She sneaks in, and she goes to the section of books. It's not the forbidden section. That's not what it's called. It's just called the section of books that you're not supposed to look at. And she goes in, and she holds her breath, because part of her thinks maybe she will have a hex put on her. But when she's done holding her breath, nothing has changed. She's like, I fucking knew it. There was no hex whatever. And so she cracks open a book, and she's like, this will have the secrets inside of it. Just any book? The book is called... The, it's the, well, she finds a big-ass a big -ass book that says The Secrets of Magic. And she's like, this is probably the book that I need, to, I need to look at. And she opens it up, 
and the pages are all blank. <gasps> Whoa. She's got to say, like, I, I solidly swear I'm up to no good. She's like, some shit. What, the, what the fuck? Maybe it, that's very strange. Maybe it's this, this book is written in invisible ink. So she picks up another book that's like the history of the magic and arcane arts. And she opens it. And all the pages are blank. Is she in and a she simulation? She goes to another book and opens it up. It's blank. <gasps> another book. She I opens put up. lemon juice on those books. 50 Fifty odd books, and every last dang one of those books is empty as fuck. Hmm. They're all just for fucking show. Hmm. And as she's having this realization, her mind is reeling. Somebody sneaks up from behind her and bops her on the fucking noggin. Oh my god! Who would do such a thing? Fade to black. Fade to black. No, 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 no. Up we we fade back (laughs) to to the movie. Henrietta's not sure where she is, but she's sure of one thing. This place is fucking dank, and not in the, like, the dope way. In the, like, cellar, dungeon-type, gross, mildewy way. Mm. Boom. She's in a fucking dungeon. That's mm. why it's so dank. She, she opens her eyes. She's got a big old egg on her head where she got bonked. And standing... She's in a cage, and standing outside of the cage is... It's fucking Susanna Hackysack. Oh my gosh. And it's a man that looks like he's probably her dad, and it's her dad. Oh, shit. Oh. And what? Susanna's so she, head. She knew what the dad looked like. No, it just looks that there's a passing family resemblance. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Henrietta says, Susanna, what's going on? And Susanna says, Why did you have to keep. Just picking at that scab, why couldn't you just be happy to go along with what we were doing? You were popular, you were, you were having a good time in school, isn't that enough for you? And Henrietta said, Henrietta said but no, I was, something odd was going on and I needed to get to the bottom of this. Susanna said, that's the problem with you, you're too nosy. And Henrietta turns to the, the older man and says, what, what's going on, sir? And the man says, my name is Horatio Hackysack, and I am the wealthiest man in Britain, inventor of the Hackysack. Of course. Here is what is happening. (laughs) This is going to be a really exposition-heavy scene. Sure, okay, yeah. He said, this is what is happening. This school, this so-called school that you are sent to, was nothing more than a, a laboratory, and you, my laboratory rat, you are the only person in Britain, nay, the world, who is out of cap, who was out of captivity, and had magical powers. No. All of the other students at the academy were bought and paid for by me, actors. Ugh. Our goal was to distill the essence of magic from you, to find out what made you so fucking special. Why shouldn't the rest of us have magical abilities just like you do? It simply isn't fair. I have all the money in the world, yet I can't buy the power in the pinky finger on your left hand. Until now. 
and he whips out a fucking giant ass syringe. Oh my and god. He opens up the cage and he fucking stabs her with it. Yikes. Boom. Pulls out a shitload of blood. And it's like, with this blood, I will reverse engineer the uh, magical abilities that you have. And with it, my plan, my nefarious plot to not only be the richest, but most powerful and most uh, powerful <laughs> man in, in the world. And Henrietta's like, no, this is terrible. But also she just lost a lot of blood, so she passed out again. Mm. She wakes up okay. after passing out for a while. She's still in the dank cellar. And she's like, all right, well, as I see it, there are two things that I could do. I could feel sorry for myself, sit here in this cell, or I could do something. Now, they don't call me Henrietta has it all for nothing. <laughs> I'm going to do something. And she uh, she looks around for something that she can use as, I don't know, like a wand or something. She There's like a piece of straw in the corner where there's a gross little straw pile bed. And she's like, this is... Uh, I bet <laughs> that it's not important to have a wand. What's important is what's inside. Yes. Okay. And of so course. she wields that piece of straw like a wand. <laughs> and she she blasts a fucking hole in the wall and she's like, hell yes. She strides out of that hole and she walks down this corridor and it's full of mostly empty cells. But in the last cell, before she gets to the door that leads out, there is a figure of a woman who looks a little bit like her. Oh my God. <gasps> what? What? Dude, guys, guess she have some kind of cousin twin. (laughs) It's an older cousin. (laughs) Oh my god! No, it's her. It's her. It's her mom. It's her mom. Her mom was alive this whole time. Wow! And Henrietta looks at her, and the mom looks back, and Henrietta looks at her, and the mom looks back, and we smash cut back and forth and back and forth. They do and then that kind of like, like this, you, you, this yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of pointing back yeah, and forth. Exactly, exactly. Like my face, your face, your face, my face. And Henry just like, Mama? And her mother's like, Ooh, would her mom know that she's named Henrietta? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, of course she would, because she was, she was a bitch. She, she was, was our, yeah, yeah, she was there. She was there. Henrietta, my <laughs> stars, I cannot believe it. And uh, Henry is like, what are you doing here? And she says, I was captured below these many years ago, and I've been held here. They've been trying to extract my magical abilities, but I was wise to them, so I used my magic to magic away my magic. And so now they've been keeping me here in the hopes that I would regain my magic, but I refuse because I will not let them have my magic. Do you understand? (laughs) Okay. Henry is like, Uh, I guess I kind of understand. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. It's like, just the important thing is, they couldn't kill me because I might get my magic powers back, so that's why I'm still alive. That's why it's plausible for them to have kept me all these years. Um, and so Henrietta breaks her the fuck out of that cell, and the two of them together go upstairs, and there's a meeting going on in the, in the boardroom, and they're like, they have the vial of, of Henrietta's blood, and I'm wrapping this up, I promise. Um, 
Henrietta and her mom stride in, and they're like, what's up, motherfuckers? It's us. And the, it's a bunch of old dudes, because of course it is, in this boardroom. They're trying to distill this blood and make some kind of blood thing that they're going to give themselves or something so that they can not only be rich and powerful old men, they can also be magical old men. But Henry and her mom are like, fuck that. And they kill every last one of those motherfuckers. How do they kill they, them? Magic? They pop. They just fucking pop their heads. They, they point their wand and they're like, bam! And then they point another wand and they're like, bam! Your head gets popped. And then they point another one and bam! Their head gets popped. Um, once all their heads are popped and all those dudes are dead as fuck, they uh, build... Uh, well, they, they look out the window and they're like, oh shit, we're on an island. Oh, um, so they build a raft out of their bones. Bone <laughs> raft. And use yes. the raft to get off the yeah, island. Jake, this, this is and they, everything. they float away <laughs> into an uncertain, a future that's uncertain, but it's a little bit better because they're together. Mm. Yeah. The end. Yeah, like, are they, like, are they... Not fugitives, but like, do you think there are going to be people searching for them? Probably that the, there will be people that are searching for them. There are probably a lot of guards that they also had to fucking kill in dope ways because yeah. it doesn't make sense that there would be a facility that was just like prisoners and then the guys in the boardroom. So yeah. there are probably some people after them. It, it stands to reason that they're still in danger, mm-hmm. um, but that's the kind of danger that the sequel can wrap wow. up. Yeah, just like. Yeah, some- like- Smash I was gonna cut say two extreme ways by Moby. Apps, hundred percent, one thousand percent. A cover of Extreme Ways that's sung by Henrietta and her mom. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Manny. No, I was gonna say like it, like maybe Hackensack's boss's boss's boss or something. Yeah, that's this. oh, that's a dope mid to after credit scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. the guy who really invented Is the, that, the it, hacky sack. It turns out that the guy who really invented the hacky sack was the headmaster. <gasps> Whoa! <gasps> because he was evil too. They were all in on it. But some of them were just or actors, something like right? that. But yeah, most Probably of them were just doing an immersive yeah. theater type of thing. Or what yeah, if, absolutely. What if one of the headless, one of the headless exploded corpses grows back a head and then it cackles? That would be dope, but also, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the, the vial had fallen over in all the commotion, and some of the blood had dripped into the empty <laughs> neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. where the head used to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Henrietta is, like, a new witch, too, so she could think, like, oh, I'm casting a spell that, like, beheads people, but it's, like, you're casting a spell, and then they turn into zombies. Or- <laughs> oh, oh, a Yas yeah. witch. Yes. Yaswitch. I Yeah. I was always yeah, a little yeah. confused because, like, this fake academy is still credibly teaching her magic. <laughs> the, the, the secret is that she didn't need to be taught. She already had oh, it she within just believed, her. Yeah, so she was just doing what she could do intuitively. Exactly. Real positive message. It seems thing. like her... And maybe, like, I think that there definitely was, there's definitely in this world a history where, like, magic used to be a thing that was more commonplace. Possibly there was a purge and, like, all of the magic users were killed many, many years ago. Something I thought was really interesting, which could be explored in the sequel that you just kind of dropped in there, was that he said, 
You're the last witch not in captivity, which could have been just referring to the yes. mom, but maybe not. Maybe there's like a whole uh, prison yes. system. They could break them out. Definitely there could definitely there could be. There definitely could be that was left open-ended. Yeah. It seems like you could have at least seven more of these movies. <laughs> I, I think like, I guess technically eight, right? <laughs> Split the yeah, last if one. Count, if you count, yeah. if you count spinoffs, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot there potentially. Yeah. All right, Maddie, what's the verdict? Don't hold back. I love it. Wow. Yeah. How's it feel? Wow. It feels amazing. <laughs> Genuinely, uh, gave me a, th- a thrill of excitement. Well, I don't love it, but I. <laughs> okay. Here's the real verdict. <laughs> I just, I just wanted you to feel that joy for a good oh, three wow. seconds. That was so. That's such a kind thing for you to do. <laughs> no, um, uh, I, I, I like it. Um, I think the, like the. F- first act is a, is has a lot of comparisons with Harry Potter so I think I would prefer like the second and third act to be much heavier I love like an escape story I love the idea that I think it's apparent that her powers are just growing despite yeah. herself she's not learning yeah. about yeah. her power um yeah. I love that she reunites reunites with her mom and um that they escape together yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I love. Oh, and of course, your 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 voices really yeah. served me. That was really good, Jacob. I I'm glad that I took that trip to Britain to really lock those in because I knew that it I knew that it, if nothing else, it would need a little bit of a little bit of extra pizzazz to get through that that first act, which I will begrudgingly admit was just the tiniest bit derivative. What Begrudgingly. Why did they have her go through the the magic thing at all? If they were just going to take her mean? blood, they wanted to try to see if they could do it okay. another way. So they were observing. So they her were they were trying not to be as cruel as they they were ultimately. Had but, been. And they were just yeah. like screw it. Also, yeah. and 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 why why was and the also G- if they could. If they could trick her into being like an active participant in everything, and not necessarily because, like, if you as soon as you throw somebody in a dungeon, that's a that's a pretty big breach of trust, and that's going to make somebody not want to work with you. Like, they know that she's powerful, so they want, if possible, to have her on their side. But that didn't yeah. work because she was just too gosh darn clever. So why was the jig up when she went into the fake library's fake restricted section? Because all the books were fake. Uh, They'd only actually printed oh, the first year books. Yeah, the yeah. rest was just f- like filler. It was like uh, my yeah. home shit. But so and and so even though sh- her magic, like, can just work intuitively, it wouldn't work well enough to like uninvisible a book that's actually just fake. Right, because the book the books weren't ever real. Yeah, they, they, were they just, weren't invisible. They were just bullshit. They, they were, were just, just pieces of paper uh, between covers. I, I see. I see. Okay. I, I can also see them like trying to contain her and also study her at the same time. Yeah. By doing the ruse of like, this is a school. Let's see what you got. And yep. They, yep. 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 Yeah. Almost trying to like mimic like what she does, so that they can then use that for themselves. Precisely. 
It's pretty airtight. Just like <laughs> Wrath of Man. Yeah. They both have both have that kind of dark mood. Yeah. Which works. It works. It I, works when it's British. Yeah. Does it work in America? It does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's why this had to be this movie had to be set in Britain. Alright, well. Alright, so I officially still, I still ship it. Oh my yes. gosh. He did it. Yes. I'm thrilled. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's okay. a tough act to follow. This is, the stress is so so high because I've got a streak to maintain. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, we're in colonial Massachusetts. The year Hell is yeah. like 16... Something. 1637. <laughs> This is exciting. We have we have uh, a modern witch story. We have a, a classic uh, colonial. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, we're out we're out in the middle of of the agrarian countryside. Um, and there's this very um, kind of dour, dank looking farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with. You know, kind of a couple of goats and maybe some chickens and stuff in the front yard. Um, and then uh, enter uh, scene um, this this sort of um, young young woman, um, this young we, farm maid. Do we want to cast? I mean, Jacob yeah. didn't cast anybody, but. Um, well, you don't besides, have to. You don't besides have to. Gorm or whatever his name was, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. In a critical role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. So I was thinking um, that this 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 farm maid would would be played by uh, friend of the pod, <laughs> Madison Ferris. Cheating well. <laughs> I, I have a compl- I have a re- like super unrelated question for you, Maddie. Sure. Um, have you seen the movie Witch? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my manager, she's like, I don't I don't see it. Like people say that you look like Anya Taylor Joy, and then I um, sent her a picture. It's like a it's a profile shot or it's like a side shot of Anya. Yeah. Yeah. And I send it to her. She's like, "Oh, yep, yep. spitting image. Yep. Yep. yep, 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 yep." And yeah, that was very yeah. unrelated. So, 
you're playing a, it was <laughs> yeah. unrelated and our listeners don't need to know anything about it for the following pitch. <laughs> um, so, um, so, uh, so yes, um, our farm maid is, is going about doing the chores and whatnot. Um, and you know this is just establishing the scene, and then, and then cut to sort of the dark, the dark of of night. Um, oh, oh, actually, while she's doing the um, while she's doing the chores, she goes out to this like very very remote shed, and she's like very very like afraid to like kind of like you can tell she kind of clearly is like not not really into this shed, um, and she she kind of like. Um, she has to, you know, just fetch some like, uh, just like a like a hoe or something that's leaning against the shed, you know. S- some the, suspenseful strings are playing in the background. Yeah, some suspenseful strings are playing in the background. Yeah, she doesn't really want to do it, but her mom, who's colonial Massachusetts, she's like, her mom is colonial Massachusetts. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> Fetch, fetch the hoe. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we live out on this farm. You see, <laughs> you need to do the farm work. <laughs> God, spot on. <laughs> so, J- Jacob got his ship with the accent, so I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> well, know your strengths, you know. <laughs> And so, and so she, she's kind of going, going up there, very, very, tr- you know, kind of creeping up there and, um, and gets the hoe and is like kind of backing away. And then she hears these three raps on the side of the, of the, of the shed and just like freaks out and just like, you know, gets the fuck out of there because she, Yeah. Shed's shed's not great, right? Yeah, that shed's spooky. Um, you know, so then cut to cut, cut to the night, um, and there's just kind of blackness there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and they're they're <laughs> around the kitchen table, and they're like super puritanical. So this is basically just to establish that they're like Christian as fuck, right? Like they they're just praying away and saying you know keep the evil spirits away from our our home lord jesus and all of that you know um and uh you know there's like an ominous like distant roll of thunder as as that happens you know and then they go they go to sleep and then the next day comes you know and still still doing doing farm (coughs) farm work um and then you know the the dad is like It's like be it, <laughs> be a DN. <laughs> go get go get the 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 tractor from the fa- from the barn. All right. The tractor. <laughs> the tractor. <laughs> go get the colonial tractor. <laughs> the hand crank tractor. <laughs> go get the colonial hand. Man. This is like really historically accurate. And who's playing the dad? Um, <laughs> uh, ben Affleck. <laughs> he's like he's like actually like he's he's bent over this like deep fried pan and he's making some colonial duncan like (laughs) over over the deep over the over the sort of like pig lard that he's 
he's using he's he's using to like create colonial donuts um yeah 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 and, and he's like oh, we need we need a little <laughs> bit more flour for the for these for these for this duncan so go over to the barn <laughs> all right and so god um and so she she, she kind of goes over and and opens the the barn door and it's just pitch black in there um oh fuck and and not the barn again you know it's like that classic like um like Basically, it's the shed, but like I wanted to say barn because it sounds better in this accent oh, that I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, it's going to be the barn from now on. Okay. And it's really dark in there. Um, and dark in the know, barn. It's very dark in the barn. And 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 yes, oh, you're 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 already researching this role. I can tell you're in it. <laughs> um, so so like um and and. You know, she she kind of gets this gets goes up to this hand crank tractor and is sort of starting to starting to crank it, and then she hears kind of this this rustle of chains from a dark dark corner of the room, and she's like, she she like starts starts cranking it and cranking it, and then, um, and then and 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 is like trying to get away, and then she sees like a couple of like arms kind of come out from the from this dark corner of the room. And she's like, she just like fucking, fucking, go just goes out of there as fast as she can. Oh, thank God. Um. Um. So was that, that a night, jump scare or was it um, slow? It was, it was a pretty. It was well. It was like a a kind of a slow horror horror. It it comes on kind of. I mean that that the, the hands maybe kind of coming out. It's like a quiet jump scare. So you like know? they're 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 hands. They're definitely yeah. digited hands. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're just like small pale hands, kind of come come out. Do they look you like know? my hands. How, sm- <laughs> How small? are we talking? How I'm talking like talking I'm talking you? like Ted Meyer small, like really really little, really little tiny. Careful. Hands. Careful. <laughs> But but not bruised. powerfully built. Right. Ted yeah. Ted has normal sized hands. <laughs> yeah, um, but like a little spindly too, you know. Sure. Sp- spindly and slight. Um, How many knuckles? The normal kind. They're normal <laughs> hands. They're normal hands. Okay. Um, you know, but creepy in the situation, right? I have no doubt. I'm I'm spooked just thinking about it. <laughs> Um, so, um, so yeah, then, then some more like very repressed kind of like praying at, at, at the night. Um, and then, you know, um, our, our, our hero is in, in her bed and, and, and sleeping, um, that night and there's a clap of thunder. Um, and she sees at the window, like a silhouette like right at, at her window and she's on the th- on the second fucking floor like oh. of this house <laughs> yeah. and there and there's a win- there's and she's like and then she like hides under the covers you know wow. and starts praying you know vociferously um uh so anyway um so the, the, the horror is hard no, to this improvise is good. man this is good <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I I plan this a lot because I really yeah. want want the ship. Yeah. You know? what, what's what's um, going on with the what's what going on with the, those two goats, Willie? Um, the goats are just having a good time. They're kind of prancing around. They're actually kind of the nice. comedic relief of the yeah. of the movie. And Maddie, what would your like, character I be like doing that. right now? Just get inside her head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I want you to be really think. Cause this is going to be very immersive for you. Yeah, I mean, um, such a rich stage was set around I mean, your character. I feel like the, the question you got to ask is, what does she want? I mean, yeah, what does she mm, want? Love, well, power. She, she, she. Um, some of those Duncans. Um, she. She she oh, this is good. Thank you guys. Okay, yeah, she does want she does want to she wants to go to Boston. She's she kind of doesn't really want she doesn't really want to be here, you know. Um yeah. but you know, times they're they're pretty bad. It's it's puritanical times, right? So women women don't have quite as much um as many rights in in unfortunately, but she um she thinks that she can find her way out um if she wow um what's a good way of her being able to find her way out without being able to go out right now um she thinks okay she thinks at <laughs> the end of this she thinks at the end of this growing season at the end of the growing season they can't make the donuts anymore cuz they're out of flour uh, so yeah. they usually sell their donuts at in Boston like the ones that they've made over the over the um, over the course of the the season, and she's she's planning on when they go to Boston to sell these donuts. She's planning on just fucking dipping. Um, dang, um, dang. You know, maybe going out to the Haba and just sort of getting the first boat. You know, so like, she needs this crop to go well. She so she does need the crop to go well. So that's why she's working so well. You know, um, and, and does it go well? Well, well, so it's going pretty well, except the problem is this creepy ass ban is like she she doesn't she doesn't really she's not she's not into this shit. Right. So she, um, you know, she goes to the barn the next day um, and um, she's she's like this time she like the her dad's like i i really need um we we we're going to make we're going to make some apple donuts today how do you like them apples <laughs> um i like these apples a lot you know um and there's a there's a there's a big sack of apples in the back of the barn like the very back the darkest corner of the barn you got to go there <laughs> This is really important. I like to put the apples in the in the darkest corner of the barn because it preserves them for a little bit longer, you know. That that's just that's sensible. Yeah. That is good thinking. So he, so she's like, "Oh fuck, this is um I have to do this." So unbeknownst to us, the 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 viewers um we actually um our our hero actually knows what's in the in the in the back of this barn um and she 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 goes she's she's going back there with a um, candle and she she has a candle yeah she has a flickering candle holder um because yeah it's dark as fuck back there um but then also um like right as she right as she's like 
um, before she 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 goes to the barn, she um, she picks some like root vegetables, like some rutabagas and some 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 carrots and stuff from the from she just she takes them from the from the yard and she kind of holds them out in front of her um, with trembling hands as she's going to the back of this barn. Um, and as she gets, she, she, she finds the, um, that the, the bushel of apples and she slings it over her shoulder and she's, she's like, uh, like about to, uh, to make it out, out of there. But when she hears the, the, the rattling of the chain again and she, she, she like whips around with her, or her, her, her root vegetables in her hand and suddenly very slowly out of the darkness crawls an extremely dirty and like white and gaunt and pale looking Anya Taylor Joy. No way. And, and, and she's like, I, 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 I brought you some carrots and some, and some rutabagas sister. Here, here, Here you go. And she and she throws them throws them in, and Anya Taylor Joy's like nah, 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 and starts like eating them like in the grossest way you can eat carrots and rutabagas, um, and and um, and then she like like while she's like preoccupied with the carrots and rutabagas she like hightails it out of there. Whoa! And then we cut back to the to the <laughs> to the to the dinner table. And you start getting a little bit more subtext, like, you know, like in these, in these prayers, like, you know, keep the evil away from our family. Evil has touched our family too much. You have to keep away the evil from our family. Um, and, then, and then she goes to bed. Um, and, then in the, and then in the next, uh, and then the lightning gets, it just storms every fucking night in this, in this colonial Massachusetts place. Um, uh, the next night... Um, there's there's flickering flickering lightning and she looks up at the at, at the the window but there's nothing there and then but then she s- suddenly is like she starts hearing chains in the corner of her room and she's Uh-oh. like oh sh- oh shit and she like flickers her light over there um and um and slowly out of the dark corner of the room she sees Anya Taylor Joy like kind of coming up to her and she's got like dirt and like bits of like carrot and rutabaga like all over her and she just looks like horribly putrid and and gaunt and and horrible and she like kind of comes up onto the bed and starts sort of clawing up the bed um and and then and then she's and then she's like she's like you need to let me out except Mm -hmm. like you gotta Seems get me like, out of here. <laughs> I don't know. In, now, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is she is she not already out? Free me. <laughs> um, and then and then she like and then she wakes up um, okay. the next day and she's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Dude, I guess that was totally, just a, you totally fucking bamboozled me. Yeah. Well. Ugh. Um, and so, and so like, then, you know, she's like. I I'm not gonna let her out. That's fucking crazy. She's she like she 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 belongs in the in the barn, right? And so like she just like she's like I'm just 
she basically like makes it as hard like does as best she can to avoid the barn from from now on she like finds excuses not to do it she like there instead of like getting the little hand cranked colonial tractor she just like does everything she like by hand basically she's like just working extra time so that she doesn't have to go to this barn right and her parents seem to seem to notice that it's it's all going pretty fine except um suddenly the animals are starting to get sick and they don't they don't they don't understand like one of the goats one of the happy goats that was like a, a huge source of happiness in this this movie um just sort of like suddenly comes and it's like neck is like at a weird angle and it kind of like stumbles stumbles Mm. across the yard and it's got like blood and it just doesn't make any sense they're like this this goat was the goat it just it was totally fine um but now it's now it's weirdly sick and the chickens are starting to get sick and 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 also um weirdly like the carrots and the rutabagas are doing like really well. Like there's suddenly like just an mm. inexplicable like huge amount of them mm. everywhere. What about that wheat though, bro? What about the wheat? Uh, and the wheat, the wheat is like starting to not go pretty well. Like once again, like um, our hero is kind of just like like trying to ignore it as much as possible and is like praying very vociferously every night to kind of get this sorted out. But it's not getting sorted out, and the wheat is starting to go bad, and and um, and eventually she's like, um, like at at a dark flickering night, she's like, all right, I guess I have to do this, and she in in the dead of night goes to the barn, um, and she she um she well she there's like a key, um just on a on a on a little latch on the on the barn like very other side of the barn and she she takes it and she she heads over there she's got a huge bundle of of rutabagas and stuff and she's like okay and she 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 puts puts down the rutabagas and and there there she sees Anya Taylor-Joy and she's she's there and 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 kind of crawls out of the darkness and she's like, "You've come to rescue me." She's like, "Please, just just make make this make this this crop better. I really need I really need to go to Boston and 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 get out of here." And she's like, "We can do that. We can do that together." Mm-hmm. And 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 she she takes she takes Anya Taylor Joy and and um and and unshackles her, and Anya Taylor Joy. No. Um, like it's just like incredibly creepy smile goes over her face. Uh, uh, um, uh, Maddie, what are you thinking? Um, and she kind of, she kind of like starts to rise up off the off the ground, and kind of like, and then kind of like does like a little dance in the air, yes. and kind of like scuttles around the ceiling of the barn, and then out. Um. And and then and then she's like, oh shit! And and she starts to hear sort of crackling outside, and she's like, oh shit! And she runs outside, and um, and the the wheat field is ablaze. No. And the and and the and the, and the 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 animals are like like 
all like possessed and like fucked up like oh, the remaining indeed. goat is like doing like a drag me to hell dance all over oh, the no. place oh, and no. like there's just like there's like all of this like you know and 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 the it's coming closer to their um to their their house and 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 she has to like wake her parents and she wakes her parents and is like we need we need to get out of here that you the the house is gonna burn down and and they 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 run out um and and just as the sun is rising like everything everything goes goes up in in smoke and then the 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 father is like you brought this upon us and he like he like shackles her up um and oh, and, and and takes her into town and <laughs> and um and they say and and she's like i was just doing i just i just had it was my sister it was my sister you see and then they're, they're like what and she's like my sister anya taylor joy and the, and she, they're like you were an only child <laughs> oh me oh my and what then, a twist Oh my god. And then and then they like come up and and then and they're about to like they they have her like they're like burn the witch burn the witch and then they they like they like come up to like to like um start b- burning and then like as the flames kind of are like coming up and licking her her feet like right behind her like Anya jo- Taylor Joy's head comes out and is like thanks for freeing me. And then like the flame just like bursts out and like, just like destroys like the entire town and everybody's like writhing in flames and like extremely like, there's just this extremely graphic upsetting, like death of like the entire town. And the only one surviving is our hero. And then it cuts to black. Whoa. The end. Whoa. Directed by M night Shyamalan. Yeah. That was a pretzel of a twist, Willie. You can tell Manny loved it. The end. <laughs> wow. Wow. Cool. So she was an only child. So is Anya Taylor Joy her alter ego, like in Fight Club, or is she a real person? I um, think it's like who Keats like. She's the witch inside. I think she's the witch inside. Yeah, it's kind of like. She's like your character is a witch, but you also like like not actually like able to like sanely understand that she's a witch because she's from this like super puritanical background. Okay, so, and so, like the sh- the shackles are is kind of like a it's like um, a metaphor, metaphor. for metaphor. Repression. religious oppression. Damn, mm. that's a juicy role, Maddie. Keep in mind, keep in mind, I'm not, this is not me stumping for Will, but keep in mind that this is a guaranteed acting role for you, Maddie, if you (laughs) ship it or not. (laughs) So if you ship it, you get, you get paid. If you ship it, you get paid. (laughs) Oh, well, in that case. (laughs) No, I think, um, Will, I think you did a really good job of building suspense, there were a lot of moments that I was like visually very much there and very scared, and um, uh, I I liked it a lot, and I ship it. Wow. Yeah, two for two. 
dose Thank for you so dose. Much. Now, I guess I should say, like, I love witches a lot, so I feel like I was going to say yes to a lot of these. <laughs> It's alright it's all right to bring yeah. you on with home field advantage every once in a while. Yeah. But well, you like Hallmark movies a lot, too. It's good, good for our egos. I actually don't watch Hallmark movies. Oh. oh. You no. watched more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. But yeah, Will, that was really great. That was good. Um, I liked... I, I Yeah, I kind of liked that idea of like her... Um, you know, she's working hard to, like, get out of this place, and then the the wheat goes ablaze, and it's, it's like, one of those moments of, like, that's the only thing she wanted. All is lost. Which I think yeah. is, is like, a, like, a very enraging moment. Yeah, I'd love, um, I'd love to see you play that out on the big screen. So I'm glad we're <laughs> shipping this one. <laughs> I'm not shipping it because I'm in but it. But that's a that's a really juicy moment. <laughs> I think it's interesting that uh, there's an interesting interplay between uh, the two sides of the alter ego because she wants she Maddie wants to get out and get to Boston, and the wheat is the vector for that. Now that's like the way to get out and. At the same time, Anya also wants to get out, mm. um, and she is metaphorically chained inside of Maddie. But then, in her, in her glee, I guess, to be freed, the anger inside of her burns up. The it's just it's very it's very interesting. Oh, thank, the wow, way this that, is deeper it, than I thought it was. Two, there are two minds that aren't. On the same page, really. Yeah. Are, it's it's kind of a lot a, of self sabotage there. Yeah, the destructive relationship. Fascinating. Fascinating. Thank you, Jacob. Beautiful. <laughs> Great cast. Shit. <laughs> oh. Ben Affleck, <laughs> Andy Taylor Joy, Madison Ferris. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Really can. Good job, Will. Thank you. Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot if they give us a shot. It don't take a lot of fun to listen to our podcast. We're just talking. And sometimes there's songs. And then we have... Well, <laughs> so we start out with a witch... Okay. Um, <laughs> let me interject. <laughs> I already hate it. No. <laughs> Her name uh, is Sabrina. Luke? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want you to try. Her name's Sabrina. <laughs> no! She's, she's 12 years old, almost on the the verge of the teen years, almost 13. But not no. quite. So, Sabrina, the 12 year old witch, is the, the name of this movie. <laughs> is she the heiress to a pickle fortune, Luke? Sure. Sure. But it's it's she's very, very far removed from that fortune because I tell you what. 
the film opens Uh-oh. on a gathering. We got Sabrina sitting among many other witches of her coven. Um, you know, there there's some of the male like worker drones on the fringe, but mainly this is about the the witches and their coven. And they're listening, you know, just intently listening, kind of assembly style. As the high priestess uh, delivers a speech to them, it's her annual uh, prophecies of the future. And mm. this year, things are pretty grim. Because if you if you look around the cave, if you're if you're checking out what's going on in the frame around them, uh, it's real dark, real cave-like. They're living in some kind of cave home. You might even say. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're they're really far underground and it's it's dark, it's dank, but not in like the cool way, mm. the the dank kind of cave sort of way. Mm. And uh there's very little light. Like it's it's just this the weakest, faintest source of light, and you can't even really tell where it's where it's coming from. It's not you know, not natural light, not sunlight, but you can see some plants are around too. And the high priestess is talking about this. She's saying, uh, you know, young Sabrina here may be <sighs> the last among the last generation of witches in this coven. Because <clears throat> down here in our deep subterranean lair, the light is fading. And our strongest witches, their magic is fading with it. And they just can't keep the light alive and flickering. And we're losing all our crop. We're losing all our plants. And if we don't fix this soon, we don't find our magic. This will be the end of us. <sighs> so, you know, Sabrina thinking, well, that sucks. Uh, and I think, you know, she looks around. Everyone else is kind of like, yep, it sucks. They're resigned to their fate. Yep. And the worker drones, you know, their only real reward is sex because they have no magic and they have no real work to do anymore because it's too dark for them to, like, create new tunnels. Um, And now no one wants to have children because it just seems cruel. Um, What are they even there for? And the high priestess. Oh, go ahead. Is there a reason why they're in this cave? (laughs) It's where they live. Yeah, it's where they've lived as long as anyone can remember. And actually, um, <clears throat> so many generations have passed that even the high priestess doesn't really know why they're there. But she says to them, mm. this high priestess, fear not, my witchies. Um, there is one last shred of hope. And she points down at her feet. And she's been delivering this sermon from atop some kind of big old wooden chest that has magical chains around it. She says, as the magic of the light fades with our magic, so too does the spell that's been keeping these magical chains tied around this chest. And the only thing we remember about our past, our our ancestors of the coven, is that they left us this 
very trunk to help keep the coven alive. And any day now, this spell may fade and the chest will be accessible. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so the... Good movie. Questions. That's not it. That's not but, it. But you can interject. <laughs> I, can, I can field some questions. It'll give me time to figure out what's next. <laughs> okay, so the chest is about to open because they're losing their powers, or it's just they know it's about to open soon. Yeah, because the magic's fading, the spell around the chest is fading, too. Okay. The magic, magic is what is keeping it shut. It's keeping it shut till okay. the proper time. Uh-oh. Right. <clears throat> now I kind of want to know, like, what's in the chest, but I also don't want them to lose their powers, because what if it's dangerous and then they can't protect themselves? Yeah, exactly. I'd say my desire to know what's in the chest outweighs my w- concern for these characters. Well, I think... Maybe that makes me a bad person. I, w- I was hoping well, there'd be... With a name like Sabrina. Yeah, I was hoping there'd be some <laughs> some concern to up the stakes. Because we, we don't want Sabrina to die. We've, we've grown so attached to her deep, deep character. Yeah, we love Sabrina. <laughs> at this point. We just know so much about her. Yeah, we've, we've really traveled a long way with well, her. Well, let's get to, let's get to know her even better. I know you already feel like... Let's do. You're in her shoes, but... The, I feel like I'm in that dank cave right now. Yeah, exactly. So the, the assembly wraps. Um, Sabrina hops into an underground stream, which is how they travel around. They've got like a lazy river sort of system, which Dope. loops around the cave and oh. connects all the dwellings. That's cool. That so that combines a lazy river with the idea of tunnels connecting homes, which is like two of the best things. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Agreed. Bravo. <laughs> so she hops in there and most of the people keep their head above water, but Sabrina really likes to just go fully under. So can she have like a familiar frog? <gasps> yeah. Oh I my think, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. She needs one of those. So she brings this frog along, along with her for the ride. And the frog also likes to be underwater. So they like, it puffs up its cheeks really big to, to hold its breath. And then <laughs> Sabrina does it too. And they're having like a, a goofy fun time. Um, <laughs> And a lot of time passes where they're just underwater making faces at each other. But eventually she gets home um, after that sweet relief. And she says to her frog, I couldn't bear it if the coven died. Because it would mean I not only lose my sisters and my sex companions of the future. Oh. She, uh, okay. When I come of age, say. I forgot she's only 12. But, but. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I would lose my best friend. Yeah, she can't talk to her familiar. Like, it just becomes her regular. Yeah, this is, this is telepathic, frog. of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. Um, of course. So she's just thinking that to her familiar, of which... I totally knew the the rules of being a familiar with, and mm. they're just talking and telepathically. That's how they communicate. <laughs> and uh, then her mom comes in and shakes shakes herself dry in the the entryway because she's just come from the lazy river. 
and says, <laughs> Sabrina, you know, your birthday is in just two days when you'll become a teenage witch. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you want for your birthday? And she says, Mom, what I'd really like is just to experience magic once. Um, I know the magic's dying and that no kids my age have been able to cast spells, but Aww. that's that's really my only wish, that I could someday feel magic before our coven fades into nothingness. And her mom's like, wow, Sabrina, that's pretty dark. Um <laughs> and then her mom just kind of like goes to bed and Sabrina goes to her room with her frog and cries quietly um, she wake up, wakes up the next day hops back in the lazy river and goes to study the chest because she's intrigued by it um, and she thinks you know like what if what if the secret inside that chest is the ability to do magic again what if there's some books in there and they aren't just not full of words? What if there's actual spells that teach me how to harness this ancestry of, of power that has been passed to me? Um, and as she's standing there, what do you know? Those magic chains finally break apart. Yo. And the chest is just right there. For Sabrina to open up and she kind of looks around, looks around. There's nobody there because she's an early worm. Uh, she gets early bird. She gets the big worm. Okay. <laughs> early bird, 12 year old. So she opens the chest and what do you know? It is a map. No. And an ancient, ancient looking oxygen tank. Bro. And the map has her name on it. And a little note. And it says, Sabrina, on the day you become a teenage witch, leave home, follow the map, follow your gut, follow the magic. Dope. (laughs) Okay, dope. That's like the dopest thing that could have happened. So she goes home, uh, stashes the oxygen tank under her bed, stashes the map. Uh, someplace safe, probably also under the bed or someplace cool. Maybe there's like an old floorboard she can put the map in. But anyway, that would be cool. A couple days pass. She has like a sick birthday party, gets to bop around a pinata. Um, and she knows she's leaving that night. So she's really kind of just cherishing the moment. She gives her her mom and the high priestess and her friends extra big, long hugs and she gets home and telepathically says to her frog, um, it's just you and me now. Let's see where this map takes us. Let's find that magic. So they take off with the map that night after their mom falls asleep. And they find a secret uh, passageway through the cavern. It looks like rock. And previously it felt like rock, but it lets them through this time. Yeah. And they wander yeah. through a series of tunnels, dodging around spooky creatures and critters of the night who dwell within this cave. And they come across the first X on the map, and 
What's there, man? It's a blade. A blade <laughs> infused with magic. And the hilt Ooh, says, yeah. Sabrina, this blade will protect you. It's that's like engraved in the yeah. hilt. Yeah. Nice, dude. And they keep wandering, keep dodging and fighting with the blade. Come across the next axe on the map. And you know what's there? What? It's another blade infused with magic. It's a former high priestess's journal. No way. Oh. It says, Sabrina, I am the priestess who left the trunk. I looked into the future because I am the priestess who had magic strong enough to do so before it started to fade. And what I saw was that you, Sabrina, were the only one who could carry out this mission because this oxygen tank won't last long enough to get you out of here. And all the plants have died because the light hasn't spread to the far reaches of the cave like it once did. And there's just no oxygen left in this cave. But you, with your love of the lazy river, can hold your breath longer than any other witch. And you will make it through. So, you know, she gets pretty close. She can actually think she sees like a pinprick of daylight as she's following the map. And the oxygen tank kind of fizzles out. She has to, to leave it. So she walks calmly, holding her breath. Her frog friend holds its breath, too. Even though it's her, I guess. I, I still don't understand what a familiar is. Maddie, maybe you should explain it. Because I okay, was trying so- to do that thing where I act cool and feel like I know what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so a familiar is like a, a, a friend uh, in animal form um, that is like a form of protection for the witch or wizard. So think like um, Hermione's cat was trying to protect her from the rat, Ron's rat, that was actually a, a villain the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's about it. it. Yeah, they're just, they're kind of like, just the best of friends and um, you know, some some tales think that it's like a another being inside the animal and other people just think that it's the animal itself. Mm. Cool. So yeah, maybe the the frog is like uh, helping her breathe. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's puffing up its cheeks and then sh- shooting the breath into her mouth. Like froggy mouth to mouth. Yeah, it gives its extra breath to her. Oh. Um. So they make it to the next X, which is the opening of this cave, and stumble out into the daylight. Her eyes have to adjust. It's just like complete white at first. And then slowly things start to come into focus. And what what does she see, do you think? She sees that it's Boston. Yeah, it's Boston. (laughs) She's at at Ben Affleck's house? It's Boston. (laughs) She's at a Duncan. She's outside Ben Affleck's house, which is on top of a Duncan. Oh my god. Here's the thing, the skyline, the Boston skyline, looks totally different. It's like the most futuristic world of tomorrow looking thing you could possibly imagine. M. Hmm. And uh, 
she wanders up to Ben Affleck's Dunkin' Donut house and goes inside and uh, starts calling out, hello, hello? Is anyone here? What is this place? Some kind of dwelling? Some kind of above-ground cave? And then (laughs) she sees a figure. (laughs) They turn around, and it's Ben Affleck. Oh my god. Except he looks a little feral. And by a little bit, I mean very feral. Oh my god. And he charges at her with zombie lust in his eyes. What? And she stabs him through the heart with her protective sword. What? You're killing Ben Affleck in this movie? Right after Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) Great cameo. He's not dead. The sword goes through his heart, but he's still thrashing. He's still trying to to get at mm. her. So she takes the sword yeah. out of his chest and lops his head off. And now he's dead. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Sure, 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 sure. That usually does it. Sword to the head. And she looks around his home. And there are these old, old, but high tech and just very dusty looking futuristic instruments all around computers, other communication devices. They, they look like they're the technology of like a future of, yeah, I don't know, Star Trek, but, but beyond like the most futuristic thing <laughs> the viewers have ever seen, you know, oh, I thought you just meant Star Trek beyond or that. Yeah. It's like Star Trek beyond yeah. the sequel, but 20,000 years after that. Dang, that's so many years, dude. That's so futuristic. I don't think I've ever seen anything that futuristic before. Yeah. This is kind of giving me the village vibes. I haven't seen that. That's definitely that's definitely a good thing. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's it's one that of movie, M Night's best. It it is. It is one of M Night's best. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the village going in, even going in, knowing what the twist was. Oh, you knew? Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, it is. I, I only saw it for the first time, like last year. Wait, really? What is yeah. the twist? Huh. It's I'm as surprised as you We're are. We're not telling you. Luke. Well, I don't want to make yeah, that you twist. Gotta that you got to see it. We, we can't spoil I gotta be it on a podcast. <laughs> Just text it to me real quick. We would be spoiling Send it for so many people. <laughs> I'll look no. it up. I'm going to give it a Google. No, 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 you fill, no, you fill the episode with some, some laughs real quick. <laughs> no, you're not filling the episode with shit. It's your turn to, it's your turn Luke, to pitch. You don't get to look up so the endings well. of movies. You're doing so well. You're doing great. Just well, bring it home. He's doing okay. Just, just bring it home. <laughs> okay, okay. You're good. Okay. So. They're in the future. They killed Ben Affleck. They're zombies, apparently. Yeah, so she goes over to the computer. And uh, somehow manages to turn it on. Keep in mind, Sabrina has never used technology like this before. Sure. Um, and the computer kind of like just whirs to start and the screen lights up and there's some kind of futuristic search bar that appears. And Sabrina looks down at the letters on the keyboard and uh, their language has been been passed down through the generations so she knows that 
you know, maybe I can type with this. And she, she figures out how to type in to the search bar a question, which is, what happened to the magic? And hits enter and gets some results. Um, and it clicks into a video of this old, old scientist wizard explaining what has happened to magic. <laughs> and what he's saying is, we've taken our magic too far in our quest to marry technology and magic, in our quest to improve the society and become more and more advanced. The high priestess of our coven created a spell which kept anyone under her eye awake so that they could be more productive and get better. And what happened was, after many, many months of this coven being unable to sleep, they just, their brains went to mush because in sleep, your memories solidify and form. And eventually, instead of being more productive, they became unable to separate their memories, unable to separate their thoughts. And they, everyone in this coven was reduced to their most carnal forms. All they did was fuck and eat and cannibalize. And they carried on, not as magical people, but as people who couldn't sleep. People whose magic was, was dying. And people who forced the other covens of the world underground for survival. Mm. Oh, so there are other covens. Yeah, that's for the sequel. Which you're going to star in. You're going to star in the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Which will only come true if you ship this, so. Is this the end? No. Because there's one more X on her map. Mm. And that X, she reckons, might be the source of, of magic. Or at least something that can stop this horrible spell that's that's taken over the rest of these witches and forced her to behead Ben Affleck. So she creeps through the city, and this is very uh, I Am Legend style now, an abandoned city mm-hmm. where she's fighting her way through because uh, there are these zombie witches and wizards who died out or became mm-hmm. what they are, and uh, finally makes it to... A building, which is this industrial lab. Um, let's just say it is called like a phaser with a P F A Z E R. Phaser. Uh, I see. Phaser I see what pharmaceuticals. You're yeah. By by M Tech. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes inside and discovers uh, that there have been a ton of witchly experiments all around the joint and there's just lots of messed up stuff. She's seeing lots of, uh, witches who have been just their skeletons are like chained to the wall and it's, they're hooked up to tubes and, oh, and no. things. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Much like Jacob's pitch, I guess they're the power of magic has been, they've, they've been trying to harness it for evil. Mm, no. And she gets to the uh... top floor. And there's one very, very, very powerful witch. Oh, go ahead, Maddie. No, I, I guess I just want to talk about what you're doing wrong. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, damn. 
this is a, supposed to be a witch story, and she doesn't have any power, so we haven't like seen a lot of um, witch ability. It's more of a I am legend story. The gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll get to the part which is this scene where she finds magic. So there's this very I mean, maybe old she witch doesn't have to, but somebody floor. needs to be performing magic in this witch story. There has been magic. It's just been fading. All the light at the beginning, that was magic. Okay. The trunk, which which was held together by magic. The, the familiar, the situation with the familiar. And remember, magic is the driving piece of this narrative. It's her deepest mm-hmm. desire to be able mm-hmm. to relate as a witch, even though she's been deprived of that that connection to her roots. So Sabrina's right with you, Maddie. She wants magic, too. Okay. You and her, locked together. Proceed. <laughs> and there's this very, very old witch on the top floor. Just an ancient prune of a witch. Looks like she's been there for, <laughs> I don't know, decades, eras, eons. Um, mm-hmm. And this witch, she looks like not much now. But at one time, she was so, so powerful that she was able to cast a spell which would slowly kill off the magic of this technological world because she saw all the evil that was becoming of it. Mm -hmm. And Phaser tried to capture her and prevent her from casting this spell. But she held on. She protected herself for so long so very very long that she was just waiting to pass along her magical ability to a rightful successor oh my gosh oh could that be a certain teenage witch and she beckons Sabrina with a small pale hand and she whispers Sabrina I see that you found all of the belongings that I left for you Telepathically through the sisters of the coven all those years ago. Oh my dude, it's the witch. It's that witch. Well, she was just doing a mind meld thing. And basically what I'm saying here is that witches are one. Their power is shared. Mmm. Like a mmm, yeah. And yeah. She says, Sabrina, now that you're here. I'm going to pass my magic on to you. And I apologize because in my old age, I was unable to control where I suppressed the magic and my spell moved beyond my powers and spread to lands like yours. And I started to kill off the power among all my sisters. And I never meant to do that. But Sabrina, you're young and healthy and have a great set of lungs. I trust that you, <laughs> above all witches, will be able to contain my spell just in the world above and bring light back to the coven below. And with that, she touches Sabrina with her long, long finger and the magic transfers. And Sabrina feels all the magic of the land, all these years, all these powers coursing through her body. And she looks over at the frog and the frog too is looking like extra swole, like super shredded, because <laughs> yeah. the magic yeah. is coursing through her body as well. 
Are we getting a scene like when Thanos gets to the last Infinity Stone? He's just like, he's just like bugging out with lights and, and muscles and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Nonstop. For the rest of the movie, yeah, we get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 And yeah, as yeah, we're yeah. getting that scene, we see her, a montage of her traveling back to the coven. And, uh, she... Just, like, blasting zombies out of her way? Yeah, blasting them out of her way left and right, because... The... Yeah, I guess, for some reason, the spell that makes them zombies who are unable to stop sleeping is, like, fused so much with technology that she can't stop it. Technology is just the world above ground is is beyond saving at this point. But she gets back to the coven and she's able to restore the strength of her sisterhood. Yes. And we we end on like a, a sweet little fade out of this light filled valley, this lush land of the cave that's covered in beautiful foliage and a warm glow of light and Mm, there's a circle of witches holding hands and a pile of men who look tired out from a lot of reproduction yeah and that's it (laughs) cut to the bewitched song at the end (laughs) that's it yep and that's the origin story of Sabrina Sabrina the teenage witch Oh, not- sorry. What was her name? <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina. The yeah, Sabrina. All right. Well, um, okay. I think it would be cool for the sequel or even this one to maybe try and like find other covens underground. Oh yeah, and then wage yeah. war against yeah. The feral community on Earth. Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Wish War of the Covens. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's gonna be yeah. a dynamite sequel. And you're gonna be the oh, high priestess hard, yeah. of the the warring faction. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get a villain yeah, turn yeah, in that yeah, one, yeah, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see them trying to convince other covens and like the differences of their of their uh, of their witchcraft. Oh, I see. And not um maybe not getting along. Uh, okay. Are, are you waiting for my opinion? What, what do you guys think? <laughs> we are... <laughs> I, I don't feel like... I feel like I'm not a good judge. I, I... This is a personality quirk of mine, is that I am, I am not a critic. I am a, I'm an enthusiast. I'm a fan. So I I basically love every single pitch that has ever come out of this podcast. I am not well, a good you, judge of whether something is actually. You didn't love my last pitch. You That's, said you well, disliked it. Has to be, it has to be. It has to be really, really <laughs> something else. It needs to be extraordinary in order for it to not get shipped in my book. Wow. What, wow. Well, what do you think of I, uh, Luke? I, I thought it was pretty fucking good the one thing that i would say is it wasn't quite meta enough well. not, not not self-referential enough well <laughs> i will i have one criticism which is that the the backstory of sabrina being the heiress to a pickle fortune was never really fleshed out that's for the yeah. prequels when we learn about her <laughs> yeah. ancestors who lived above ground yeah 
there's no there's nobody there's no problematic character actor that that dies like Ben Affleck I think that you should have killed someone like yeah, it should have been Mark Wahlberg. Let's take that like back. Maybe He's a good boss actor. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, or maybe Mark Wahlberg. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be a but nice little meta commentary on the evil of Hollywood. I think we need to sprinkle that yeah. into this one. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you out of suspense and just say that I am shipping this. Uh. Hell yeah. yeah. We brought it. it we brought it. Today. I was holding my breath it, longer than Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because it's a witch story and I'm a sucker for no. even the shittiest of witch stories? <laughs> probably not. It's probably not that, right? <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I, I love... It- I liked it. It was a harrowing journey. We didn't know what was going to happen next. I don't know of a lot of stories where zombies and witches are overlapping. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I think the inclusion of her familiar was great, but I know that was my idea. <laughs> I liked the execution um, of the familiar was great too, right? Am I right? <laughs> totally knew what sure. it was. Um, I like that it was like an sort of like an escape and then um, a revelation. I love the idea that they all share the same power. Like that's that's a pretty that's a cool aspect. Um, You know, you all had like uh, mother daughter relationships in your stories. Um, Yeah, just seemed the seemed that was the the thing. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, witchcraft. My, like, I think something that I love about it is that it is very much this like female lineage thing. Yeah, it is about passing down the tradition and like keeping keeping that power alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you had like individual like Will had an individual story versus you had a coven, and I think those are both interesting routes of the story. Um. Of the a witch tale, um, and Jacob. I forgot. Uh, Jacob, Jacob also had a, a great, great thing too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I'm just saying, like the difference between like a group and an individual, and, and I like that. Yeah, exactly. And a school. There they can, so there's like different. Well, that's like I guess that's like coven times a thousand, and then we find out that it was yeah, all a phony ruse. coven. Yeah. That's something you don't see very as solo as solo can be. A false coven. Yeah. Yeah, which are the, like the three main adaptations, yeah. I guess, of a witch's individual <laughs> school coven. Yeah, we give you yeah, a good variety, true. is what you're saying. I do, and it was past, future, and present, which I also appreciated. Oh sure. man, I didn't even think yeah. of that. Oh, You're picking up on things left, right, and center. Well, a regular Christmas and Carol we gave you. They all <laughs> passed the Bechdel test. They yeah. did. True. They did. I'm so proud of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one Thanks was your favorite? favorite? <laughs> 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 you don't have to. I think we know. You don't have to say. I will say, you Luke, say. yours was the least familiar i've ever heard of before 
I had no yeah, voice. The other way though. of saying it is the the most original. Worst worst delivery. <laughs> the least ripping ripping off something else. <laughs> but because you called her Sabrina, that like knocks you down like quite a few. Yeah, times. I was trying to get under your skin right out the gate. <laughs> I wasn't trying That's to take a real the bait. Bold move. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I liked I liked them all. Re- really Wonderful. great job, guys. Oh, it was a great prompt. Yeah. It was. That was a really fun one. I had a a, uh, a lot of fun. Also, we've been doing this for two hours. Thinking of, thinking of that idea. Now, uh, let me just ask, did you guys think about your pitches before you came into this? Yeah, I always I always at least like contemplate it for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> what I had in my head was that there was an underground coven that was forced underground because the witches above like created a world that messed everybody up yeah and then what i had go ahead sorry go ahead no that was it i was just gonna say and then i went from there woven the the pieces of jacob and will's pitches that Mm -hmm. were iconic and and added the familiar thought about the added the familiar that was it yeah and will we don't need you to say we because we already know well i won't no i I came in knowing that i wanted to finally get you and anya on screen together that's all <laughs> yeah, you're you're playing to the judge, but it's fine. Um, yeah, and I I think I think what I love about witch stories too is that they're usually just powerful women that are on the fringe of society, and you all yeah. captured that. Witches are badass. Great job. Yas witch. <laughs> Yas witch. <laughs> um, all right. Well. Maddie is traveling tomorrow, and we have uh, kept her. Yeah, we've kind of fucked yeah. her. We, not day. only did we start an hour later than we were going to, we ended up with maybe the longest episode we've ever done. Maddie, <laughs> yeah. can you Put tell us about we've ever done. your your next project? Because it's very very exciting. No pressure if you don't want to, but yeah, I think I said this at the last one, but I am going to be in a play in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And it starts September 21st to October 9th. And all three of you are just going to magically be there. Maybe you're going to travel through a tunnel underground. Yeah. With Lazy if, River. if all of Pitch Hunt Nation could show up, that would make us very happy. <laughs> yeah. How, how big is the venue? That's, it's a 500-seat theater, so, I mean, you we might have to take them. turns. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a schedule up on our website, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out pitchhunt.org. Yeah. <laughs> definitely do that. We will definitely have that up. Um, all right, well, we should let Maddie go. She's got to sleep. Thank you, Maddie. We've yeah. passed the two-hour mark. Amazing. Yes, thank you, Maddie. Thank, yes, you. thank always, you, Maddie. Always a pleasure having you on the pod. Yeah. 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 I, you keep us on, you keep us honest. Yeah. I might have been a little lenient this time around. <laughs> we don't need to we yeah. need to talk about your standards that, are a lot lower than or your standards are a lot lower than the Hallmark episode. You know, was, you know what would be great? <laughs> and I think we should I release that, ASAP. Is a Maddie React series where you react to each episode and retroactively <laughs> give like weigh in on each pitch. Woof. <laughs> okay. Yeah. D- director's commentary for She's literally a very busy every actress. 
I can do that. I can do that. I mean, I think next time around, I'm going to pick something that I really don't like, and then you can try and sell me on it. How about Ooh, that? Ooh, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's fun. That sounds great. I yeah. love that. I'm all yeah, in. i got to defend the Triple Crown. All in. <laughs> at the hardest time. Well, Maddie. All right. all right, folks. We're excited for your play. It sounds very, very interesting and unique and like a great role. It really does. Check our website for that sign-up sheet. <laughs> Make sure to get your tickets early. Yeah, we want to pack those seats, people. And pack yeah, 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 those yeah. seats. Standing room only. And I want to love you, so you have to come. I won't. True. Yeah, but the yeah. rest of us love you. Yeah. We did love you until the point at which you don't go to Maddie's play. And we will continue yeah. to love exactly. you until you don't go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So exactly. for now, I can say exactly. we love you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Stay yeah. pitchy. Stay pitchy. Please. Yas witchy. Please stay pitchy. Yas witchy. Yas um, witchy. Yas. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.